Hello, it's Tina Brinkley Potts, and welcome to this episode of Fall. You know, I haven't done these in a long time now, and I don't know what it was, why I just wasn't ready to fully commit to doing these and having them available on a regular basis. And so uh, it wasn't until one of my clients was like, oh, I need to hear your voice almost every day. And, you know, she said every day. But I realized that the way I approach life, you know, the different things that light me up really can help other people. So, you know what, I'm going to make sure that I have at least one new full episode available per month, per week. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But anyway, um, so this episode is about the idea of not waiting. Uh, This is about being able to approach your life in a way where if you just stop waiting all the time, how fast things will come into your life. And a lot of times we don't know we're doing it. So I'll give you a couple examples. So first, think about the person that needs to lose weight. Like right now, I am back in the saddle of exercising and, you know, doing everything that's right for my body. I always have a great practice for my mind, but I don't always have a great practice for my body. And so one of the ways that I get caught up and I'm waiting is especially during the winter time. I do not like cold weather, period. So I will avoid it at all costs. And when I say avoid it, I mean avoid it. Like all my kids can drive now, so I'll send them to the store. I, you know, I just won't leave the house at all. So what does that mean? It means I hardly get any exercise. I will sit in front of a computer for, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day. Luckily for, you know, my business and my work, that's typically what I should be doing, right? I can just sit in front of a computer and deliver my services. I've set my life up that way um, so that I could be, you know, present for my family and things like that. But at the same time, not moving every day is not good. So I, during the winter time, I will make every kind of excuse on why I can't go exercise. But you know what? It's a form of waiting. It's like, okay, well, when the weather gets warmer, I'll go and lose all of the weight, just like I always do. Um, but I'm realizing that I'm playing like Russian roulette with my body, and I'm no longer willing to do that. So now I am really looking at every single day, so whether it's bad weather, good weather, what can I do in this moment so that I am not waiting, so that I am nurturing the body that I want to have, so that I am nurturing my life. Now, maybe you don't need to lose weight, right? Maybe it's that business you're trying to start. And maybe you're saying, if I have this, then I can do that. And every time that if comes, it never seems to do what it is that you want it to do. Well, it's true in everything. You have to take the leap first before that 
fruition before the fruit can come. And, 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 you know, exercising and weight is pretty much the best way that I can talk about it. But it's in everything. So if you want to build a million-dollar business, you can't wait for somebody to invest in you. If you think that somebody investing in you is going to help you get your million-dollar business, then you got to become investable, right? you got to be investment-worthy. So what are those steps that you need to take so that you're you are now not looking like you're worth a million dollars, but you are now creating a million dollar blueprint and you're actually acting in it. There's always at least one step that you can take in order to get you closer to your goals. So I know for my clients, a lot of times I'm literally trying to get them talking to people in business, right? Because bottom line is relationships make your business. And if you've been sitting in behind a computer and you haven't been nurturing relationships, yes, you have great relationships in your family. Yes, you have great relationships even in your mentor groups like I have. But you don't have great relationships outside of that. You know, how can someone decide that they want you as a client or, you know, to become a client for you? If you're not willing to foster those relationships. So the first thing I have a lot of my clients do is I have them call someone. Call someone or reach out to someone in your Facebook groups or, you know, say, hey, I'd love to jump on the phone with you just so we can get to know each other. I love doing get acquainted meetings, right? Let's get acquainted meetings because if we do that, like, I can learn more about you, you can learn more about me, and then if I see someone who is worthy of what you do, I'll send them your way, and maybe you'll send them mine. And what I find is if you just start doing that, right, if you just start, I tell my clients do find 20, start 25 relationships, uh, which seems to work out very well, as if they... I I tell my clients to start out with 25 relationships, and um, they start building those relationships. And every two weeks, like clockwork, to go back and, you know, make sure that you schedule it. Use your calendar and schedule, okay, I'm going to reach out to these same 25 people again. And it's not always about the sale. It doesn't always have to be about trying to sell someone. It can just be about fostering relationships because we're, we're only ever, what's that thing, six degrees of separation? We're never far away from the clients that we want. And if you just start from where you are and stop thinking you need to have all of these things that are beyond your reach, what you will find is that your reach will come closer. So, that's, you know, I talk a lot in, in spiritual principles, and that is a definitely a spiritual principle, is that anything that you believe you have to wait for will never be in your reach. And so you should really remember that. You don't have to wait for it. You can actually have it now. See how it looks right now in your head, and then do the very next logical thing. And that action is important. So a lot of people misconstrued what the secret was saying, right? Like the secret was such a great movie and book. But the secret was saying that 
And this is the part that got missed in translation. What the secret was saying is that you have to get whole with it first. And then when you get whole with it first and you can see it in your mind, then there is the next right action that you should take. And once you take that, it will lead you to the next right action and to the next right action and to the next right action. And I wholeheartedly believe that. And most people are trying to jump all the way to the end instead of taking those little steps. And that's where, it be, you know, it takes a long time. Uh, there is a... In the, in the business coaching world right now, there's a big deal happening with coaches who talk about being able to take people to six and seven figures. I am one of those coaches that say that. And one of the reasons I find a lot of people, um, I saw an article and I didn't read it. I just saw like the headlines where a coach was talking about when, when other coaches do that. They're, they're, they're creating a disservice for the clients. And, um, I beg to differ. Um, however, I didn't read it simply because, um, I don't knock other coaches and so I don't care. I really don't care what other coaches have to think because I know what it is that I do in my business. And one of the things that I do in my business is I make sure that my clients understand they need to be happy, whole, and complete. Because if they're happy, whole, and complete, it will not take as long to get to those actions that need to happen in order to make that business go further. So, um, and I bring that up to say a lot of times we can get to the goal faster if we stop putting all of the extra steps in the way. Like, don't make busy work just to have busy work. You know, don't follow someone's advice unless you're going to do the whole thing, right? I have a lot of clients that always bring up other gurus, right, or other experts. And a lot of these other experts I follow, and I follow them very thoroughly. But what I realize is people only take the sound bite and they want to apply the sound bite and hope that the sound bite is going to get them to the result. And that never works because technically when, even if you're setting up a webinar, there's 25 steps to setting up a great webinar. There's 25 steps to making and not just setting up the webinar. Then you got to drive traffic to it, right? So there's all of these pieces that are never sexy in the headlines. And so it creates a cycle of waiting when you don't know all of the things or you don't follow all of the steps. Don't pick and choose pieces. If you're going to follow somebody, follow the whole thing. And so just understand that waiting is not a great thing. Oh, man, once I lose weight, I'm going to go find the love of my life, right? Go find the love of your life now and watch you lose weight. I don't know if you heard that, but it works every time. If you're waiting, if you want to create that, uh, you want 10 clients, go start talking to 10 people without judgment on the outcome. And, you know, when spiritual people used to say that, it used to drive me nuts because I didn't understand what it meant because I wasn't there yet. Now I understand what it means, and so hopefully I can really translate it well for you. So when I'm saying don't be mindful of the outcome, 
what that means to me is, is I'm just going to go have a conversation and let that conversation go where it naturally needs to go. Because if I'm like choke holding that conversation and the only version of it can be a cell at the end, um, what I find is that I've kind of messed up that relationship. Like, um, I know a lot of, uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends, colleagues and everything, they go after the hard sell. And then they wonder why at the end of the other side, they have unsatisfied clients. And what I find is that when you allow people to naturally understand that you're the right fit, it's a better experience for you as the business owner and it's a better experience for the client. And so I don't have to force those conversations. I'm really good at asking the right questions to know whether or not someone is a fit for my programs. Um, I'm also very good at telling people, you know what, I don't think you would work out yet because I don't need to make it fit when it doesn't fit. And if it doesn't fit, you shouldn't force it. But what does that mean? And why did I bring this up? When you are doing that, those calls, right, and you're building those relationships, if all you have in your head is that I'm trying to make a sale, you're missing the point. You should be trying to build that relationship. Let that person get to know you. You get to know that person. If sales have been eluding you, right, if you haven't been able to make the, the, the type of income and the type of um, and, and attract the kind of clients that you want, it's probably simply in not building the relationships and pushing them where you want them to go, even though they're not ready for that. It's or you're not ready for that. It could be either or. So let's talk about another way that this actually could um, work in your life. Let's say that you're in a relationship, right, and you are you're contemplating getting out of that relationship, and it's simply because of something small, right? Like, like I just experienced someone who. You know, husband is really great in everyone else's eyes, but in her eyes, not so much. And typically what I found after, you know, talking with her for a while is she wanted him to be a version of her. She's very driven, right? She's very, um, she has these goals that she wants to achieve and, what I discovered is that she wants him to be just like her. She wants him to be driven. And so, you know, I simply asked her one simple question. I said, what if his job, what, what if God sent him to this world and his only job was to love you and to love you well? I said, is he doing that? Is he doing that for your kids? And, you know, she had never considered that and what does that have to do with waiting it has a lot to do with waiting it's like she's waiting for this version of a man that everybody has painted in this world right if you're going to be driven you should have a man that's driven if you're going to you know 
women have these long damn lists of what this man has to look like walk like taste like what he has to drive how much money he has in the bank this that and the other and so if women are unhappy that's why right and here she has a man who loves her and again i can't convince her to stay um it's not my job to convince her to stay but it was you know i i figured god must have put me in her life for a re- one reason or another and i think it was for me to tell her simply this that maybe she was looking at this the wrong way uh I also pointed her in the direction of watching like um, Undercover Boss and look at the ones that had female CEOs on. Most of the time, those female CEOs had stay-at-home husbands who took care of the family so that she could go live out her dreams. And maybe that's what he's meant to do for her. She had never considered it. And I'm not saying this is a black or white thing and this person happened to be black. But, you know, typically when you are a powerful black woman, man, you end up with all this crazy behind list. You know, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen for other nationalities because maybe it does. But I'm a black woman, so I can only tell you from the black woman experience, and it just seems like sometimes black women get a little cray-cray when that's concerned. And so why can't that man just be loving and nurturing? And when I asked her all of that, he had that in spades. And so maybe it was just her filter, and maybe it was because she's been waiting for a version of a husband that everybody else tells her that she should have, that she wasn't being happy in the now. And um, I remember when I told her this, she didn't respond for a while. It took her about 24, maybe even 48 hours to actually respond to me. And she was like, you blew my mind with that, and now I have to sit with it. And so um, that could be you. So when you get off of this listening to this episode, right, I want you to just look at your life and go, where am I waiting? And what can I do right now that has nothing to do with anybody else, right? Like in the example with this husband and wife, the wife, right, all she had to do was make one switch, not expect him to change, but just switch how she's looking at him. One simple thing that is not has has absolutely nothing to do with anybody else. Absolutely nothing to do with another person, just with her own viewpoint. And so that's how I want you to think of it. A lot of times we want to externalize everything that's going on with us. We want to make it about somebody else. We want to make it somebody else's fault. We want to have someone to blame. And then if we don't have someone to blame, we want to blame it on ourselves. And I want to relieve you of that today. What I want you to do is just understand, turn within, get calm, get still, and say, I want and fill in the blanks. I know that the right action is right here before me, and I've been ignoring it all of this time. Please reveal to me what that next right action is, and I will be obedient and go do it. 
I'm no longer going to second guess what you're downloading right directly into me. I am going to go do it. It could be something simple, right? And it could be something simple. It could be making a phone call. Don't judge the phone call. Don't expect what the outcome is going to be. Just make the phone call. It could be go to the store. You know what? Go to the store. You might run into somebody there. But again, don't judge what's supposed to happen there. Just go to the store. And I'm telling you, your life will change. Now, I don't know. Excuse me. Uh, when I get excited, I start getting a little tongue-tied. <laughs> so um, I don't know who needed to hear this today, but I know somebody needed to hear it. And I also know that there's somebody else who probably needs to hear it, and you probably know that person by name right now. Please share this with them. Please share that. I, you know, I made these for my clients, but at this point, I just think there's so many people who are waiting for that day to come, and that day could be now. And instead of waiting for that day to come, I want you to understand you can have it right now if you so choose to open yourself to it. Um, go to the episode that I'm uploading um, that is talking about internalizing God and make that a practice every day. Because, again, you already have what it is inside of you. And if you believe that, it's time to put these concepts to work. Make them make them visceral in your life not just some externalized concept but actually make them worth it and um i'm gonna i want to help you do that so again one of the ways you can help me is by sharing this episode the other way you can help me is by sending in your questions um sending in what you would like to hear an episode about you can send those topics to topics at tinabrinkleypots.com and just tell me what you'd like to hear, what questions you may have, what, um, what, you know, even your comments just about the show. And I will be happy to do a show about them, do another episode. So again, I look forward to you um, giving comments leaving your feedback, subscribing to these these shows. You can reach me at Tina at TinaBrinkleyPotts.com. You can go to my website, TinaBrinkleyPotts.com. My Facebook, Tina Brinkley Potts. I can't even say my name. My Facebook, Tina Brinkley Potts LLC, and it's Tina Brinkley Potts on Instagram, Tina Potts on Twitter. I look forward to hearing from you, and I can't wait to join you again. Talk soon. Fill yourself up so that you can be full.